0: second india have won the test match india have won the series they're going to get back for two india won. Lords wrong. hello and welcome to the latest episode of the 81 all out podcast this is your host siddhartha vaidyanathan and i'm joined today by the regular crew mahesh ashoka and kartikeya to talk about the first test between uh, west indies and india that ended in 3 days India winning by an innings and 141 runs and a uh, uh, memorable debut for Yashasvi Jaiswal Ashwin getting 12 wickets after being left out of the World Test Championship final one must add and uh, yeah I mean uh, absolutely comfortable victory for India uh, but it's not even a case where the scorecard uh, sort of uh, does not tell you uh, how close it was. I mean, at no point of time did West Indies uh, look like matching India in this test. So yeah, Mahesh, Ashoka, Kartikeya, all of them on Twitter. Regular listeners will, uh, you know, will be familiar with them. And uh, I'll link their handles and uh, Kartikeya's substack and uh, his uh, page where he, that you can find all his columns or ESPN Quick Info. So uh, yeah, uh, big picture thoughts, uh, what were uh, did how many did you end up watching the whole game? Uh, what were your uh, general impressions? Uh, I basically uh, the first I saw almost the whole of the first day and um, I thought the highlight, that was pretty much the highlight, right the Indian bowling on the first morning, Ashwin's five wickets. Uh, like it was like first of all for a spinner to get five wickets in the first morning. And for two spinners to get eight wickets on the first day, you would think it was like some, you know, really turning pitch or anything like that. But the first day pitch wasn't, I mean, the pitch did spin uh, there, but the first day it was much more of uh, guile and dip and mastery and also some poor shots by West Indies. But overall, I mean, it was a strangle. And after that... After getting all out for 150, you're pretty much like chasing the game, so there's nothing much to be done. Uh, Jaswal and Rohit batted really well. Virat batted really well, but I mean the game was so far beyond West Indies by then that it was going to be really hard. Um, yeah, uh, what's the what's the scene? Has is Test cricket dead? That is the question. <laughs> before that, <laughs> before that uh,
1: slap in the face of all condition merchants.
0: Condition merchants.
1: Yeah, all these conditions uh, dictate which team to choose. First morning, Ashwin in the test, 5 wickets. So, that shows like, uh, you know, uh, you can talk all conditions, you can talk all those things, but your best bowler in the team gets to be in the eleven. That's pretty much it. And uh, he took, uh, what, 12 wickets, 15 wickets, I don't care. So, he took how many wickets? I, I think... He took uh, 12. He took 12. Yeah. The problem is that this was all marketed as two teams in transition. But there are different levels to transition, right? Like India probably have a better pipeline of the next-gen players coming in. You may argue that they may not be as brilliant as the batch that is going out. But they are still, you know, they they still play a lot of cricket. Whereas West Indies, that pipeline is broken. I mean they are scraping to get people, especially in the bowling department. If you look past Kimar Roach, Gabriel, Gabriel who's always, I mean, almost always getting injured and then Holder, you only have Alzari Joseph and then, you know, that's about it. The rest, they don't, they show promise, but they don't have that much experience, first class or otherwise. So, and batting, probably they have two, three guys who can, I think, who have promise, but they their transition looks very bleak compared to indian transition and if you leave if you if you give that kind of a pitch to this indian team with ashwin and jadeja and aksar patel in reserve i don't think i don't think the result is going to come out in your favor and it i mean pretty much everything that can go wrong for the west indies went wrong
2: so so very
1: i mean yeah sad. I mean, this
0: is this is like uh, you know Back in like the 90s when India hardly had uh, much of a pace bowling depth, uh, you give like a fast uh, pitch in Mohali to, you know, West Indies pacers who know exactly what to do on them and that's it. They'll basically destroy you, right? So, yeah, this was the reverse of that. And the other thing is that I think of all the teams, I mean, uh, India basically have off late, gone to West Indies and like been like so dominant. I mean, I don't think any other team has been so dominant against West Indies as much as India has. I mean, England, of course, haven't even won there for uh, since 2004. Uh, that is uh, quite a shocker. But, uh, you know, even teams like Australia, South Africa, I mean, they've gone and won there, but I, I don't think they've blown away West Indies the way India have. I mean, in the last series, Bumrah went there and just like it was... Uh, trick shots for him, right? Uh, trick shot series almost, trick balls. And then and now, so yeah, I think the, yeah they could have prepared a better pitch. Uh, they could have probably prepared a faster pitch. I don't know if it's possible in a place like Dominica, which is historically apparently favoured this kind of slow, low spinning track. I don't know if suddenly you can you know change the uh, very characteristic of the base soil. But uh, yeah, maybe they could have kept the test somewhere else or whatever. But uh, this was not the pitch for West Indies against India by any stretch. Yeah, Mahesh.
3: Yeah, personally, it was it was a great test for me. My man Rohit scored a hundred, and the other man picked up twelve wickets, a back full of wickets. And uh, you know, you, you're talking about the last series. That's what that's what I was also thinking. Like when when India when the last time, Bumrah had this. Uh, most magical sort of uh, bowling series, perhaps even in his stellar career, and looks like Ashwin is poised to have one like that now. I mean, it's a two two test series, but the way he's bowling, the way the ball is coming out of his hand, uh, it's just mesmerising to watch. I, I was cha- sharing this on the chat with you guys, right? The the Wishlist, uh cricket uh, channel YouTube channel has the ball by ball video of uh, Ashwin's first innings uh, bowling. Uh, I mean, the uh, you know, even while watching live, it was it great. But, you know, you cut out all the sort of, uh, uh, you know, empty spaces in between and just watch ball after ball after ball. And you can see how masterfully he's working out, you know, not just batsmen, not just conditions, just the way the ball is coming out of his hands is is so mesmerizing. And then you watch the second inning's uh, dismissal of Brathwaite. And, and you, you could argue it's West Indies, but, you know, how many batsmen could survive that? And, and I mean, I, it is such a pleasure, such a joy to watch Ashwin bowl. Uh, I, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit in detail later on, but this whole commentary about, about this being a mismatch and, and how West Indies should, you know, should be like not part of the test cricket or whatever. Well, I, I don't understand this extraordinary casteism. First of all, test cricket is a small sort of elite group of nations or country or teams playing. Within that, I was just looking at West uh record over the decades, so if you look at their record in the 90s, their win-loss ratio was uh, was more than 1, 1.07. But 2000s, their win-loss ratio was 0.3. You know, they won 18 and lost 59. And if people sort of sang a dirge for West Indies cricket and the death of West Indies cricket, it made sense then. Since then, they've actually improved a lot. Improved a lot without even having uh, like an Ambrose or a Walsh kind of bowler, you know. and and to produce a bowler kima Roach at a time where where every factor that they uh, uh, you know uh, described to decline and explain the uh, decline of Vishnu cricket it's madness you know and uh, what's his name Uh, Kyle Myers came out of nowhere Uh, Brathwaite came out of nowhere I mean he's still a solid test batsman they won their last series against uh, against England Uh, they drew the series against uh, Pakistan at home they won the series against Bangladesh which is not like which is not as lower team as it used to be in the past. I mean, like, and also like India in the 80s had had a poorer win-loss record. So are you, if you're making a case that West Indies is not fit to play test cricket, then would you say the same about India in the 80s? Uh, in fact, even England in the 80s had uh, had a, a more middling record than this. Now, I don't understand this impatience about, about teams which are struggling. And also this whole notion that only a certain type of you know, a certain you've got to earn your stripes to be a test cricket, especially for countries which have been playing test cricket for a long time. Sure, you can make a case about first class systems, having a feeder system and so on. But also this whole insecurity about one test match that doesn't fit the billing of a box office match. I don't understand that. And this match got over in three days. And people are complaining that it's boring. If watching Ashwin Bowl is boring, I, I don't know I don't know what, what you want out no, of they, a fresh
1: cricket, to be honest. They were they were saying watching Kohli bat for 300 balls to get a 70 is boring. Oh.
3: Because, no, no, that, that I'm happy to concede because uh, even if he scores 70 of 70 balls, I find it boring.
0: <laughs> Mahesh, get in with the program. We are living in the era of basketball,? Okay, first of all, test cricket is dying. One team, one team in the whole world is trying to revive it with uh, switching, turning on a switch and uh, trying to make Test cricket more interesting, and now you are talking about uh, one yeah. match. This one one match can kill a format, man.
1: They oh, are the they are the, the s- England are the sole oxygen tank suppliers to Test cricket, which is gasping rascals. This kind of advertisement is like the worst in the world, man. And anyway, see when I say mismatch, this particular Test was a mismatch. Uh, but I do concede that uh, uh, this whole. It is very sad to see West Indies in decline. For
0: 20 years, they have been in decline. Ever since and I've been seeing West Indies, they've been in decline. Now. Decline. I mean, yeah. I started watching West Indies. Okay, maybe the very first series I watched, they were not in decline, which was 89. I mean, the very first series with West Indies that I watched. But other than that, through the 90s also, you heard decline of West Indies. The whole same story. Uh, also,
3: if, you, if you're so impatient about a team finding it's sort of... Uh, ways to win, then India should have been like, India should have stopped playing test cricket like way before they became a good team. Sri Lanka should have played, stopped playing. New Zealand should have stopped playing way long back. Then, okay, what? Do you want test cricket to be restricted to the Ashes? And whichever is the team which is playing well right now, is it like what, top three, top four? And I don't
1: understand this, this. And there is this uh, same crowd. The same crowd will cry if... If India, Australia, England play each other a lot, then they'll say, you're not giving other teams a chance to play test cricket it's become an exclusive club. And once they play these teams, they'll say, oh, the standards are not that great.
0: The other thing is, there's been like a bit of uh, talk about why this is only two test series and all, right? Why is India only going for two test series? But India is at least going. Australia haven't gone to West Indies in like, whatever seven, eight years. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone even remembers the last time Australia were in uh, West Indies. India, India have gone to West Indies consistently to play tests. So, you know, there's a difference between like going and playing two tests and not going, like, just saying, okay, saying goodbye. So, 2015. I mean, of course it could have, of course it could have, 2015, right? Eight okay. years. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course it could have been a three test series and all that. And the buildup could have been fine. I understand the whole aspect of you know making a test series like a event making a test an event and making a test series you know appealing and all that but come on it's not like you know this is all recency bias this ashes has been really good that doesn't mean that England Australia is generally like highly competitive the last ashes they went and got slammed over there in Australia right I mean Scott uh, that uh, Boland was finishing games in like no time he was like on such a high so Come on. I mean, the Ashes have been... No, no, there was a time the Ashes was excited. so boring.
3: So boring that Mark Taylor made a case for the fact that the Ashes doesn't deserve to be a five-test series. Mark Taylor, it's yeah, not like what, you and me.
0: Yeah. All this is recency bias. You watch three tests, three good tests, and uh, totally, you know, riveting tests, all great. But you can't suddenly then make these like uh, overarching arguments about uh, test cricket and teams and this and that and all that.
3: So, no, no, even three good tests, like, okay, let's assume, you you know, three good tests, people get carried away against one bad test. But how is this a bad test? I don't get it. I mean, you watch… No, Ashun it's a
0: one-sided. It, the, the, problem is not the, the problem is the one-sidedness of it. But that is not anybody's fault, right? Like, what do you do? India is just a very good team who happened to blast West
3: Indies out. I mean, most like for test cricket in test cricket history, most of its history had contained one sided contests. I don't even get it. Isn't that the point of test cricket that the difference between the better team and the worst team is so obvious over a long enough period of time? Isn't that the point of test cricket? Isn't that the design of test cricket?
0: It's called tests for a reason, right? (laughs) I mean, that's what that's the general refrain. And it's not the reason that you think it is. Also, also, if you keep having like the reason why the Close match, the two wicket victory, the forty run, vic- the twenty run victory, and all forty run victory is all memorable and remains. is because you cannot happen every day. Like every day, if you are having a close test, what? The, it's not. It's not possible. Most of the tests will be like this only, irrespective of which team plays. And then occasionally you'll have this two really well matched teams coming together, and it'll be great. I mean, whatever you can pick the, those. Uh, 20 series maybe in the history of cricket which have been like you know epic series at that time
3: but since a lot of the commentary is coming from the the English uh, media why don't they go to West Indies and make it boring why do they always make it entertaining when they go there
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that but 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 to be fair I mean one thing about the English though is that you know they're traveling supporters, Actually make it, like, add some atmosphere to those tests. So no, It's, it's not it,
3: like they're dead it, contests and they add atmosphere. They're live contests, even without any crowd. They're fantastic contests because West Indies competes with England always at home.
0: Yeah, I don't... There's a big mystery. I don't understand how they do that, man. But uh, anyway, uh, this uh, Pat Cummins fan has been completely muted over here. So, Karthikeya, uh, welcome. Uh, hope you saw the test and were not immersed in uh, Cummins mania. What did you make of it?
2: No, I haven't come to everybody one by one. But <laughs> first, did Ashoka really say Ashwin took 12 wickets or 15 wickets? I don't care how many he took. <laughs> I mean, this fellow is like, like with Ashwin's wickets, this fellow is like Scrooge McDuck with his money, man. I mean, this is like, you know, he counts all of them and he counts all the wickets which other blow bowlers get as you know wickets stolen from Ashwin and whatnot.
0: No. Ashoka is more uh, concerned that Jadeja got five wickets. Imagine Ashwin could have got seventeen, man. I mean, any other team who would normally who would normally pick one spinner, that spinner could have got like twenty wickets in this match. So, yeah.
1: No, I said I don't care because I am happy that he being picked in the eleven. Now, that itself is a big achievement these days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, so I'll ask you one question, okay? So. England won the Ashes in Australia in 1986-87. Okay? Like, they never tired of telling everybody about it. Chris Broad uh, made a lot of runs in that series. A very, very short career. And on the back of that, he became a match referee. Uh, and he stayed a match referee even though his son plays test cricket. So, all that is there. After that, they have told West Indies nine times, uh, Australia nine times. Okay. Each time they go and play five tests. How many live test matches, when the series was still in the balance, have they won out of those 45?
0: You tell me. Melbourne 98, I remember. Um, and that series which they actually won, that the one the, under, uh, under Struss, uh, Alistair yeah. Cook. No, Andrew Shuss.
2: No, no. In Melbourne 98, the Ashes are already decided. You're still at all the Ashes. Them. Okay,
0: yeah. no, no. I was talking about the series. The ashes, live ashes must be only that straw series then.
2: Yeah. So that's two out of forty-five test matches. Yeah. Okay. So they should stop going to Australia. It is a complete waste of everybody's time and resources. Array, all one-sided I nonsense. I agree. You know? <laughs> there's ashes in Australia, is all one-sided pretty nonsense. All these Australian players, they become fat, uh, they get developed these fat records and then they come and do commentary over here in all sorts of random unrelated matches based on those fat records, they should really, like, this is complete, like, a complete waste of time. which should stop, I think. You know? So, you know, if they stop that, then I will agree, okay, West Indies should also stop. You know, the second question is, the so West Indies beat, uh, uh, oh, sorry, England beat West Indies in West Indies in 1967-68. Famously, they won after Gary Sobers got bored after four draws and made a really, really generous declaration on the fifth morning of the last test, uh, or of the fourth test, I think. And Jeff Boycott and Colin Cowdery chased down whatever 200 runs that they, England was set in like five hours or four hours or something like that. And Yeah, England that was won- the
0: basketball of the day.
2: Hmm. Yeah, England won that series 1-0. Okay. Now, since then, how many times have England beaten West Indies in West Indies? Once. No, two thousand four. Exactly. Yeah. One England have beaten West Indies and West Indies once in forty-seven years. They have won two live tests in Australia in out of their last forty-five. You know, they should really just stop touring, man. This is just a complete waste of time. You know, they should, should, they should, they should. They should, they should they, it will be cheaper for them also. They will be able to give their players contracts for the summer. Then tell the players, okay, the year winter, you fend for yourself, live your life, do whatever you want, you know, it will be cheaper. They will not have to like, you know, uh, do dumb what things like the hundred and everything. What are you saying, KD? They are they are spilling
1: their blood, sweat and tears to save test cricket. And this kind of negative things they are getting to hear. This is the thankless yeah, but stuff. But uh,
2: to, to save test cricket, you have to compete. No, if you keep losing, then what's the use? If teams are supposed to, you know, start playing and stop playing based on whether they're going through a good time or bad time, then, you know, you'd pretty much very, very soon you'll end up with like three or four test teams. And anyway, Now, okay, I understand that there are all these pressures and like, you know, MCC is now saying that, oh, get rid of one day cricket so that you make more room in the calendar and all that. But... This cannot be decided based on who's winning and who's losing, okay? Like 20 years ago, India went to West Indies and they lost 1-2 to a bowling attack, which was not as good as the current West Indian bowling attack, okay? One year before that, they went to Zimbabwe and didn't beat Zimbabwe in Zimbabwe to a bowling attack, which was even weaker than the 2002 West Indies bowling attack. So, you know, India have been 6th and 7th in the table, and they've been like a mid table side and from mid table everybody who's watched india for in this century knows what the world of test cricket looks like when you're a mid table side you know even like the 8th and ninth team looks like competitive and the first and second ranked teams look damn tough you know and right now india are not like that india are now like a top 1 top 2 side you know i think they are the best team of their time I think they are one of the greatest teams in history. But leave that as that's just based on the record and how much they've won and how much they've won compared to other teams which have won. But let's not sort of get carried away by the fact that, okay, you know, India winning, so let's make fun of everybody else. But there are like other pathologies at work here. You know, there's this whole tendency that, you know, I don't know why people do this, but it seems to they seem to do it because it sells, I suppose. Is that like, and, and I'm surprised by the number of professionals who do this, you know, which is that when India wins, the tendency is to say that, well, the opposition is terrible. And when India lose, the tendency is to say that, well, this India are not as good as their predecessors. You know? Whereas, as we've had an argument all day today, not all day, actually it was more like forty-five minutes today. Uh, the facts and figures suggest otherwise. Uh, I won't go into it in detail here, but that's for another day. But anyway,
3: so... No, no, the facts and figures for this team being the greatest Indian team is overwhelmingly obvious. It's not like the debate that we had for 45 minutes.
2: Yeah, that's because you are biased towards tall batsmen. I
0: mean, you yourself okay. said that's equal. We don't... We See, we have already inflicted one... Uh, Message one chat on our listeners last time when we did the ground versus TV debate. Let's not inflict another chat discussion on them. No, but no, we'll have a the test match. Okay. Uh,
3: just, just for the sake of uh, fair disclaimer, we are talking about BV Sleksman versus Rahani. There'll be a special episode on that. We're going to spend <laughs> two hours talking about it. I I will
1: delete everything starting from <laughs> Hello, welcome to 81 All Out. To thanks for listening. I will delete the entire thing. That is the most useless debate you guys are having.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's not inflict our useless debates on our listeners. Now, continue about this test match. Uh, about Ashwin and uh, all these other things that we mentioned. Kartikeya.
2: Oh, I think it's a the test match is basically a, like a perfect storm for West Indies. You know? The time that teams which are not doing well are going through a bad phase you know, tend to suffer all too often, you know. So, like, firstly, they face, I mean, okay, there were some holes in this Indian side, right? Like, the seam attack is, let's, okay, let's be generous. Let's call it second string. Uh, It's not very good, frankly, you know. But then India drew this test in, Became this game in Dominica, not in, like, Barbados or Sabina Park or something like that. And it turned out to be a, like a winger toss and bat first pitch. It turned out to be a pitch on which West Indies left out Gabriel in favour of an extra spinner. So, India were obviously going to play two spinners. So, I mean, on that, it was a really... It, it, it was a tough draw for the West. I mean, there's it, it, a lot of tough breaks for them in this. I mean, I I don't know whether they can actually... You know, prepare fast pitches in Dominica. Apparently, they can't. Based on everything that's you read and I've read, you know, we read probably much of the same stuff. But I mean, uh, the Karthik Swami was telling me that uh, this Dominica is the most spinner-friendly pitch in the West Indies in, in in the last eight years or so. So, yeah, I mean, this was always this was a this was a tough break for the West Indies and. Like I don't think there are many teams which could have withstood India on on these in on these on uh, on this on this type of pitch. You know, I mean for I, I mean what was and I actually we, we should also sort of diminish what Ashwin and Jadeja achieved on this because it was a really slow wicket And Ashwin has become especially good at finding ways to get people out on these really slow wickets. You know, I mean, he seems to he, he seems to be able to still find ways to beat the bat. You know? I mean, I think he tends to bowl fuller and quicker a little bit and then he tends to sort of vary his flight a lot uh, and, and when it works for him, it works really well. You know? So, I think that's one of the reasons why he also goes for a few runs on these kind of situations because he's sort of trying to buy batsman, basically. So whereas yeah, you know, I mean the, the 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 sort of the the standard tendency sorry is to is to bowl flatter and quicker and try to sort of you know try to overcome the slowness of the pitch by brute force and the, that we've seen like in india in the 2000s and even in the like 2015 16 17 there were a few like very very flat pitches whereas when new zealand and england came to india and we've seen that that doesn't always work, you know, for the, for the spinner. So the spinner has to sort of find ways to beat the batter. Ashwin seems to be able to. But okay, he has 93 tests worth of experience now. I mean, he, he's seen pretty much every kind of test pitch there is to, to see by now, you know, and he knows what he's doing. And, you know, so yeah, it's. So, I mean, all in all, this is like a, this is like the anti-81 all out test, no? Not only did India win, like, all the all the holy cows of 81 all-out did
0: well. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a chance of West Indies being rolled out for 81 all-out in the second innings, right? I mean, they were like yeah. 55 for 5 or something at some point. Not there was
2: a the chance of Rohit Sharma being LBW in the second over, man. I thought that was out. <laughs> With that arm. It was umpire's
0: call. Umpire's call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah That's hit, that hit slightly above the knee roll, though. So yeah. usually they don't give it's that. A, yeah.
2: There was some doubt, but he should have given it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just want to get at Mahesh now.
3: So, but, but, no, no, but, uh, but, it's, okay, not but like, it's not like it's not like Kohli, no. if so he doesn't score hundred. This innings, he score next innings. How does it matter? <laughs> <So> anyway, <laughs> there only
1: Kohli bugs in this podcast to defend him. So you're taking yeah, pot yeah. shots at some poor guy.
0: Yeah, don't uh, don't uh, attack the people who are uh, no bucks over here. Yeah, I mean our but listener course, base
2: will go into negative. Man, if that's at all possible,
0: <laughs> No, no. The point about the spinners, though, is that you know, you you the Cornwall and Warrican, you know, they might have appeared to be like you know average bowlers simply because you were comparing with what Ashwin and Jareja were doing, but they were actually bowling. They were actually bowling some pretty good spells. I mean, I think Cornwall's a pretty good bowler. And, uh, you know, he, uh, I mean, most people tend to, you know, focus on his uh, girth and his uh, size and this and that and all. But, uh, you know, if you look purely at what he's doing as a spinner, I think he's a really smart spinner who can, uh, and uh, his, uh, you know, he got a bit injured uh, during the match. But, uh, you know, he could have, and he bats pretty well as well. So, he's a pretty, really useful cricketer to have. But, shouldn't he is, he is. But the thing is, the Ashwin and Jareja are like uh, is given these conditions, and the, given their experience and their uh, craft are so far ahead that suddenly even a spinner like Konwal, who, who would have troubled a lot of sides in this uh, on this pitch, you know, uh, definitely would have troubled uh, uh, many touring sides on this pitch. Looks looks pretty innocuous. And no, no, he was he was troubling
3: of, he was troubling the Indian batsman as well, right? I mean, he got injured then he, was, he, he was. went off the attack. The difference between Warwick and him is that Warwick can occasionally bowl those I mean he was also getting quite a bit of purchase from the wicket, but he keeps bowling those four balls every like twice over almost and at least once an over, and that releases so much of pressure the difference is conwall has a lot more control uh, i mean of course he doesn't have the craft of ashwin and uh, Jadija, but he still has a lot more control on a wicket where like that where he was getting quite a bit of purchase he was actually bowling quite well before he, he had to leave the field and, and and you know be taken off the bowling
0: yeah so yeah. what i was trying to say is that you, this sort of gave you an idea of the different uh, levels of quality of a spinner right and let's be honest here. i mean varikan is like far better than what like what many other spinners in the world can be. Like, like he's a, he is an elite spinner in himself. So you have him who ends up giving like that one or two loose balls every over, which is not, by the way, uh, uh, not uh, uncommon. I mean, like you just you saw Moeen
2: bowling in England.
0: Moeen bowling in England. and There have been times when Jack Leach himself, you know, who is England's primary spinner, who has given that one loose ball in the over, many in many phases of his career, etc. Then you have Cornwall, who's giving you good control, who's troubling the bat, who's like you know making the batsman guess. Then you have Ashwin and Jadeja, like like three notches above that, who, because not only are they giving you control, they're also giving you that exceptional mastery control. of uh, not only control but also mastery, because yeah. they're changing things up and then they're going going for phases where they're not changing anything and then they're changing things up so well and executing it so well that you basically like you have no chance i mean that's like having the batsman on a string man i mean the ashwin's I, first morning spell
2: i thought look i think see i, I my impression i always i think that orican and cornwall are actually not that bad i mean they are not i mean they there have been worse spinners india played in test cricket in the last 7 or 8 years like i mean they you know, yeah, they're good they, i mean these they're two are, these two these two spinners are better than like dom bess for example okay i mean uh, or even they i mean i think they are also better than moing for example i mean i think see there, there's a difference right a spinner can bowl a four ball but it's a four ball where the spinner is taking a risk no the spinner is trying to lure the batsman to play against the break. so for example this warren when he bowls from round the wicket Every now and then he'll over-pitch on leg-stump, you know. And this ball will also... Where normally, if it's good length, it will pitch on like middle-stump. Because it's over-pitched, it's going to sort of pitch on leg-stump, right? And really, you always get the sense that he's trying to bowl that magic ball. He's trying to get it to turn from like leg-stump. And, and and because then when you bowl on leg-stump, you also get the batter to play with the closed face, no. So, you get a better chance of a leading edge, a better chance of an outside edge, you know, rather than when a batsman is playing with a full face, especially on a slow pitch. So, he's trying to do that and he goes for runs because of that. Okay, now those are, technically, yeah, you're right. Those are bad balls because there's no fielder over there on the, it's deep mid wicket. But those are sort of, those are four balls which like a spinner wouldn't mind conceding, you know. There are like four balls in the cell. Like, like, you know, sometimes Stuart Broad will sort of bowl a, a wide half volley just to see if the batsman will chase it, you know. And if the batsman chases it and it comes off, then good well, luck Good luck to the batsman. You know, it's four runs. But, you know, a lot of times the batsman will chase it and he'll get a edge. So those are those are sort of, okay, those are… Yeah, like uh,
0: Mitchell, uh, Mitchell Stark also will yeah. bowl uh, one down the leg side. Yeah. Just to get see if you can get the strangle, yeah. if, And if he doesn't, okay. But sometimes he does actually get the strangle.
2: Yeah, because yeah. he has, he's quick. You know, he knows he's quick. So that that's one kind of bad ball, and the other kind of bad ball is like what like you saw from Bess or even from Moine, where you know they just overpitch every now and then because they lose their length, or they drag one down every now and then because they lose their length. You know, this happens with the part-time spinners a lot, especially. You know, and that doesn't happen with these guys. You know, Cornwall, the thing about him, I, I don't... He's sort of big... It, perhaps it's odd to say some, of someone, like, who's as large as he is, but he's, like, a deceptively strong bowler. You know, he, I think he turns the ball a lot more than borican And I think he sort of has got a lot of control of his length because of that, because he's so strong. You know, So, basically, he, he he's, like... I don't know. This is a really not a good description, but the best description of Cornwall that I can think of is that he's a spinner whose action has got very few moving parts. You know, if you see what I mean. So, it's like yeah, it's repeatable. A, yeah, it's not not much can go wrong. You know, it's like, you know, jadeja is like the Rolls Royce version of Cornwall. You know, he's got an action where very few things can go wrong. And this is one of the reasons apparently why even when he was like you know, on the horizon of the Indian test in Jadeja way back when when he was scoring like three triple-hundreds and whatnot as a batsman, There's, there was always a view. Everybody watched and thought that, oh, this guy can be a really great, great spinner for India because his basic sort of action was so terrific. So, like, so it was just like a machine, you know, <laughs> and Cornwall is like that, you know, but, you know, he's he's not as, obviously not as supple as Jadeja, but He he also, I think he bowls at a good pace. I think one of the things that the West Indies spinner struggled with was how slow this pitch was. And that's not easy to do. I mean, we've seen really good spinners also struggle on slow pitches, trying to get people out. Like West Indies, like teams used to come to India and on slow pitches, they used to play out draws. Like I remember uh, New Zealand playing out a draw against Kumbhle and all in, what was it? I think 2002 or something like that. When they like Mark Richardson and Stephen Fleming and Lou, 2003, Lou, yeah. Lou Vincent, was it? They all Lou made Winston hundreds. Inviter played. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them made hundreds and all that. Uh,
0: I only remember Mark Richardson batting and batting and batting. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, yeah. I remember him cramping up for some reason. Like he, he goes down on his, uh, he goes down to sweep and then he like falls over with a cramp. You know, was, I still remember that. I keep batted for so long. But, so, it's hard for spinners to get people out on slow kicks. And, you know, that this, uh, these guys are uh, really good. I mean, I think, to be fair to uh, all the spinners back in the day, I think DRS has really helped the finger spinners in especially this area because it makes them so much more potent when they attack the stumps now. You know, and, like pad plays out of the picture. But, even then you know are not there aren't like it's not as though you know if it was if it was easy you know all these teams would start preparing these types of pitches and all their there are finger spinners at ten a penny in, in everywhere in the world and, and you could get any average finger spinner to come and bowl and bowl sides up and that's not happening no you still need like really 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 good finger spinners
0: yeah and the point about uh, act, the action is uh, you know a really good one because uh, I mean, eventually, like a selector, right? Like when they're watching a, bowl, a bowler, in the lower levels, they're not so much watching the ball as them as much as they're watching whether the bowler can get the same to repeat the same action across an over or across three balls. Like if and especially at the junior level, it's very hard. Like you'll find very, very, very few bowlers who can actually turn up and bowl the exact with the same. Sort of load up and the same action and the same, you know, hand angle of the hand and the same like position in the crease. I mean, invariably there's something will change and the bowler won't even know it because it's so instinctive, right? And it's so happening so fast. And the selectors eventually looking at that, like, can they sort of bowl in the exact same way? And then after that, they worry about things like how much turn somebody's getting or how much, you know, movement somebody's getting. That is the next step. And, uh, yeah, you see at the international level, you'll see almost, like, even at the international level, you'll find bowlers who are not, uh, you know, able to do repeat that. Not because they're bad, simply because it's so hard to do. I mean, bowling is such a such a ter- tremendously difficult art that you see Varikan, you see Cornwall. But but Cornwall, I think, is, has that repeatability. He has that, uh, you know, where he can sort of bowl the, yeah. in the same way in the same way and then he also has the turn as you said which is makes it difficult so when as a batter when you're looking at somebody who's bowling in the same way then all it needs is like this subtle change with the ball and then you're you're messed up because for you it's like in a state you're expecting something you, you're expecting something and they're not giving you any real clues as to what is coming and Jadeja's, of course, like uh, you know, you you see the same action. You see it like he runs through the overs so quickly. He's doing the same thing over and over, and then suddenly you will get one to rip, and you're finished. So, yeah,
2: and if 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 bowlers who don't lose their action also don't bowl bad balls that often right? in the box. Uh, yeah. So correct. That's also yeah. just hard. No? I mean, it's everything is on a good length, and what you and then you have to take a chance to hit. No. And then you do mm. something like Jaiswal, where you know you, you were sweep from the stumps in the last hour of the day, and he got away with it. So uh, it's nice. like Rohit Sharma got away with that LBW. Jaiswal also got away with a lot of chances.
3: So, you know. but that's what Brad uh, did no? in the first innings. He was trying to take chances against Joshwin. Uh, I mean, you can argue it is a bit earlier uh, than otherwise. Yeah, the pitch uh, was good at that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So the other thing about Ashwin is that uh, you know in all like I was I was reminded of the Kanpur test against uh, New Zealand, uh, which which was also on a slow wicket. Uh, Was it 2020 or 21?
0: That match which India nearly pulled off in the yeah yeah, yeah, 21
3: last wicket right nine wickets down yeah 21 now November 21. Uh, It reminded me a lot about that, and uh, I was just comparing. So in both matches. One of the good things about Ashwin is that, one, he's got the experience and, and over, over time he's worked out how to bowl down the wicket to create like these new angles for right-handers particularly. Very challenges both uh, inside edge and outside edge and he's mastered it, in fact. Uh, you know, that also adds up. But one of the big advantages for Ashwin is that he's also an excellent bowler with a new ball, which is which you can't say about. I mean, he's our, our most successful new ball bowler, including seamers. Uh and in both I, I mean KD started by saying that we, uh, we had a second string seam attack which actually worked out as an advantage because he gets the new ball earlier and in both those matches one of the reasons why he was as successful as he was is also because he could get the new ball earlier I mean like if he got the ball like after 30 overs um, I don't know if he would have been as successful especially on a slow wicket like this and the round the wicket angle is just so I mean like the second link dismissal of, of uh, Brathwaite again I, I can't I can't watch it enough times man it's so 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 beautiful to watch even chandrapop's
0: dismissal no, the the first innings dismissal of chandrapop i mean that first basically the yeah, yeah. Uh, first wicket that goes down in the test i mean what a forget the what a build up uh, forget yeah. the ball itself which was almost uh, you know uh, his uh, reminded me of his uh, ball to alistair cook uh, that uh, memorable one but uh, the just the sort of the balls that were going before. It was quite gripping to even watch him trying to bowl to Chandrapal.
3: Of course, it was it was breathtaking to watch uh, live. Now, when I was watching this ball-by-ball sort of uh, reel from uh, West Indies Cricket uh, YouTube channel, you know, I you don't remember exactly when he gets out. So, like, you know, I was watching the first few balls. He's bowling a little bit short, pushing him back, back, back. And then he starts, like, inviting him uh, on the front foot. And I was pre- mentally prepared for this ball being the ball that he gets him out and so on. So he balls quite a few balls which were fuller, which were like the big million-dollar ball. Before that, you could see that it could have happened on any of those balls. And then when it all comes together, oh my goodness, I like, there, there's not a better sight in cricket.
0: And, and there's a lovely piece uh, that Karthik uh, wrote on Cricket for Krishna Swami, And where he mentions that crucial detail, which I had missed the first time. Where he mentioned the crucial detail of Ashwin actually going like his front foot was actually wide of the uh, return the crease the side crease when he bowled that ball I mean which is legal of course you just your back foot needs to be behind so the angle at which he was going for that million dollar ball was also like he wanted to get that steep angle in for the drift so that the ball then goes away with the spin which was uh, you know a a lovely little detail that he had in that piece that's what that's what control means No, and it's not i mean
2: at its simplest level control is like you know okay ashwin wants to bowl a ball at a particular line and length and he can bowl that 99 or 100 times over there when he wants to you know and he can do that while turning the ball really hard that's one thing but control is also like then using this sort of raw material that you've got to sort of uh, you know try and move try and make the batter do like play lines that the batter shouldn't be playing at, and leave lines that the batter should, uh, you know, should be playing at. You know, I play around the long line, the wrong line, miss the line, get the batter's eyes outside the line of the ball. You know, see see if the angle makes the drift more effective. See see if bowling closer to the stumps, you know, makes the lbw much more likely. Uh, I think. One of the other things that sadly happened in this test is that the West Indies have sort of had a bit of, you know, bad luck with their reviews. I mean, they ran out of reviews pretty early. Right? They, when India was still only one down or two down, they ran out of all their reviews. And I think then after that, I think Kohli was out early to Roach and I think it was not, there was nothing you could do because umpire didn't give it and so on. So, Yeah, all in all, I thought the West Indies had a wretched match, you know. This is not just that India are better. It's also that the West Indies had like, you know, their, their, you know, Cornwall was ill, you know, like Ashton is bowling magic balls, you know, BRS is going No, and
0: Roach and Joseph are are good bowlers, man. I mean, unfortunately, they didn't get the, uh, sort of the, Wicket or the conditions to help them here, but it's very obvious that even on these kind of pitches, yeah. where nothing is going your way, you're still they're still good bowlers, and I can see them bowling India out and in, uh, you know friendlier but they, conditions. they, no, they beat sure.
2: England. No, last year, of course, they're good bowlers.
0: Yeah, and Holder, I mean, he comes yeah. with that height. I mean, given give, just give him a bit of spice in the wicket, and he can be lethal. So, yeah.
2: Hey, yeah, this was like a bit of a perfect storm for West Indies, you know. I mean, I, frankly, I don't, I don't know what what team could have like played well against India in these conditions on this on this particular pitch, a pitch like this, you know. I mean, I can think of other teams. Okay, well,
0: Sri Lanka, mean, maybe. Other Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka. <laughs> Baseball. Harry Brook.
2: I don't.
1: Ben so.
0: Stokes. I don't think so. No, no, no. I don't oh. think uh, you can. Uh, I mean. Well, we we'll, we can wait and see about we'll that. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out when England come to India. But you know, it's first of all surviving against these guys is tough enough, man. I mean, to suddenly go and try and slam them uh, like that, it's going to require like extraordinary levels of luck to pull that off.
2: Yeah, but I mean, okay, uh, you know, perhaps a better batting lineup wouldn't get bowled out for 150 and 140. You know, perhaps they'd get bowled out for 250 and 230. Uh, they still lose. I mean, I don't think that. I don't think there's a. There, there's a. I mean, I don't think there's an attack in world cricket which can compete with India on this type of pitch right now.
0: Anyway, so we have to talk about uh, the debutant, Yashasvi, uh, Yashasvi uh, Yasha Jaiswal. Um, who, oh, I thought you were going to talk about is Athen- also... Alec Athens, uh, yeah, they, he had the best game for West Indies. So, uh, you know, sure, uh, he, definitely worth a mention. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, he looks
3: promising. You he's, make he's, he, he can attack. He can defend. He, he's pretty well organized. His technique is pretty good. Ooh, Jaiswal he's or, or Athenies? Athenies. <laughs> <laughs> Athenies, Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite like the way he played. Uh, yeah, I'm quite excited. Yeah. And what mean, about Jaiswal?
1: Jaiswal? Jaiswal, We know, right? We have. I mean, at least now. With all the, even the domestic test matches being telecast, this is not the first time at least few people are seeing Jay Swat. So, I, I kind of expected him to do well. Not 171 on debut well, but at least I, I, I expected him to look sorted, uh, not be out of place and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, on that front, he was very good. And he looks... I mean, what I have to say for Jaiswal, I also have to say for Athanis. I would like to see them bat on a spicier pitch facing faster bowlers before we can...
2: I swear, I thought he was going to say I'd like to see them sign for CSK. (laughs) 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 They're
1: not... Athanis, maybe. Maybe Athanis is still up for grabs. But uh, this guy, he plays for uh, Rajasthan, right? He's uh, their star man. Point was that uh, yeah, maybe maybe against you know faster
0: bowlers than Shardul. Not faster, same same bowlers on five, even Roach and Alzari on a bit like a better pitch for them. Yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah, Roach not not so much, but Alzari and even Holder against uh, them in a pitch with bounce and you know a seam moment. That's when you'll know. Probably, you'll have a better measure of this one. But then that is, you know, that is just uh, the same uncle tendency. Uh, what is the Sena record? What is Where did he perform when it mattered stuff? This is just a variation of it. He got a chance, he performed. It's not his fault that he got picked for the West Indies Tour when West Indies didn't have players to challenge him on a pitch where they couldn't do much. That's not his fault. He got a chance. He came in. He batted really well. He got 171. That's great. So did Anthony's. I mean, to look sorted against Ashwin and Jadeja on this pitch, he looked pretty comfortable. So, both debutants were very good too. I mean, this is a good find for both India and West Indies.
0: Where does this leave uh, uh, our man? Uh, rather, Sa- Sa- I should say, my man. My man, KL Rahul.
1: KL Rahul should go back to Lucknow Super Giants for life. <laughs> Do not even
3: mention his name on
0: his podcast.
3: Yeah, anyway, he's, he's playing test cricket for LSG.
0: How does it matter? Why should he play for India? Basically, the anti-Karnataka lobby that is uh, piling on now. What anti-Karnataka
2: lobby? I think <laughs> when KL Rahul, when his injury is over, he walks straight back into the test team. That's him.
0: And bats where? That is the question. He opens the batting man, obviously. Oh, so you'll, draw, you'll leave Jaiswal out? Of course.
2: Hmm. It's not even a question.
3: No one okay. Yeah, well, now, but, but I'm staying on point now. One of the things that was said about Jaiswal, especially on the back of a selection ahead of Safraz and ahead of uh, Abhimanyu Iswaran, is this: you know, is, has he gotten there because of his IPL exploits, right? And uh, which which is kind of not true, given his first-class record and so on. And also, Rohit also explained the importance of having a left a hander in the in the lineup and so on. So there's there's pretty good merit in why he was chosen. But if you were to like, if if I had that opinion, uh, one thing I would have looked forward to see him do is how does he bat first of all in a test match and especially on a slow wicket, you know? And and he did everything he had to do, right? He, he had the patience. He, he he was able to grind it out. And on the occasions where the opportunity presented itself, he was able to hit boundaries, which you know, and which is which goes with his reputation. So, he, I mean, he, he could have had greater challenges, but of the challenges that he got, he came out of it pretty well, uh, you know, so smoothly. So, if if uh, for all those people who thought that he got ahead of the queue because of his IPL exploits, I guess they'll have to wait for a while longer. See, I don't... know. man, he also... he, he, in his first class, he didn't... He, he's not like... I mean,
1: he has had a quick uh, century or two in his first class as well, but generally, he plays... Conventional cricket, dude, in, in, in first in his very small first class career
2: also. He's not like he has Yeah, I mean some 80 or something, no, in first class
3: cricket. Yeah. He average 80 and his strike rate is about 65. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this whole perception uh, you know, yeah. could have been cemented if he got out to a low score on a
2: He's an India A alum, man. So it's not a surprise that he's been picked. See, I you guys i know you guys don't agree with me about this okay but i think there are two things which are true about the batting side of things one is that it really doesn't matter that much and the second is that in this generation it's anybody who like has a record where they are in contention to play for india are going to be decent test players you know now whether they'll end up being like 10000 run players like should Shubhan Gill, or whether they'll end up being like competent, useful players like Mayank Agarwal, is a separate question. You know, but and and there's a good reason for that. No, I mean, like for example, you know, and and actually, Sachin Tendulkar has a famous uh, interview in which he explains this. You know, says that you know back then, in the nineties. When, you know, India, it used to be a big deal, you know, about, you know, Vikram Rathor and all these people coming and playing. Uh, back then in the 90s, it used to be that, you know, finding a batter who's used to facing fast bowling was a big deal. You know, like it, it was rare because in, in the Ranji Trophy, as Sachin Tendulkar once explained, it's like for a test opener back then, they were lucky if they faced like 15 hours of seam bowling in the first session. Of a, of a Ranji Trophy match in India back, back then. Whereas in a test match, Tendulkar once said that a batsman is lucky if he faces 15 overs of spin in a whole day. You know? So what you're getting trained for in the Ranji Trophy and what you expect to face in the test match are two completely different things back then in the 90s. But that's not true anymore. No? Now what all these players know all their opponents from all over the world. You know, they have played India A against India A. They have played uh, this IPL. They've played this, that. They know everybody. So, like, the the, the jump is not that great anymore. You know, it, like
0: the... Also, all Ranji teams have at least like some pretty... Decent seam bowling seam and the bowling. pitches also fa- favour seam. Quite quite a few pitches favour seam also.
2: Yeah, quite a few fav- favour them a lot, man. I mean, <laughs> there are teams getting like ninety
0: all out. Yeah, yeah, team them. get bowled out for less than hundred in the first day and all. Easy. Yeah, 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 many yeah. times.
2: So, yeah. so I mean, look, the sort of the there are I think about ten or twelve almost equally good batters. Available to India right now, they pick like five or six of them. You know, depending on who's available, who's fit, who's in form, etc., etc. Who's too old? Who's too young? I mean, I think one of the interesting questions right now is whether you know now how much Jaiswal's age had to be had to do with him being picked. You know, because one of the problems India have had right now is that they've had such a successful generation. That they've all gotten old together and so now basically if they look at look for players who are like in that 20 to 24 range which is where traditionally India found their most successful long-lasting batters then it means that like almost 10 years worth of batters they are discarding no like Bihari Mayank Agarwal. then there are a whole lot of batters in that 29 30 31 32 age right now, 28, who are not going to get a look in if they start going for like Gill and Jaiswal and things like that. And the bigger danger for all these batters is that if like Jaiswal and Gill like start scoring hundreds in test cricket, then like the spot is gone, no? (laughs) Then there's even fewer spots. So there's a real sort of glut actually of options in the in the in the top order and uh, ironically in the bowling side of things it's it's different firstly bowling actually matters in test cricket like you add one really good bowler to your existing crop of bowlers and your the probability that you'll win a test match like no. goes up significantly whereas you add one good batsman to your 11 and you know the probability that you will You'll you'll not lose the next test match. Goes up a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. You know, like for example, you know, one of the things that people say when they talk about the current West Indies is that you know, oh, the the, the West Indies side twenty years ago had Lara and and Chandrapal and Sarwan, you know, and they they were much better batting side. But what use was it? Lara made nineteen test hundreds after. Uh, Ambrose and Walls retired. You know, of those, only three came in victories, and two of those victories were against Bangladesh and Zimbabwe, and the third one was against Pakistan. And the Pakistan lineup, West Indies faced in that match was who? You know, Shab, you know, uh, Abdul Razak, Nawedul Hassan, Tanish Kaneria, Shahid Afridi, and I think Shabir Ahmed. This is in two thousand five. Okay, so. Even Lara, even the mountains of runs, Lara was making couldn't stop West Indies from losing test matches. So it West really Indies
0: went to South Africa in 98, 99 and got blanked five zero. man. I mean, what? Even I mean with difficult. Ambrose and Walsh. Even with Ambrose and Walsh. Yeah. What?
2: So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you the, the sort of the marginal utility of having one extra top-class bowler is vastly, vastly greater than the marginal utility of having like even two or three extra top-class batters.
3: You know, I had to make one important point here. Kerry started by saying, I don't think you guys agree, but we do agree. See, there's no denying the fact that batting makes a marginal difference to the increased probability of saving a test match as against adding a quality bowler. But the most important factor that you don't consider is that a better batsman, a better batting lineup helps you salvage some respect. Instead of getting all of for 150 and 130, if they got all of for 250 and 270 with a couple of batsmen scoring 100, rare guard action, it salvages respect. And that is important. Like... You have to win. You have to compete. What respect? What uses respect, man? No, if you look at all the great uh, sort of 90s innings, abroad especially, right? azuddin's 100 at lords. Indeed. Uh, in being. In being. <laughs> Sachin's hundred in Perth. Sachin was, Azuruddin's hundred in Cape Town. You
2: think respect was not like lost when India like beating pounded for six hundred
3: and fifty for four? Like, right? see, I recently met a guy in in Singapore who happened to coincidentally go for that fifth day test, the fifth day of that Lord's test uh, when Azuruddin scored the hundred. After all these years, he still remembers. Forget respect. Think about it from a cricketing perspective, right? He still remembers. That is posterity, boss. If you Imagine if India got all out in the first session. He wouldn't remember anything. He would have been disappointed. He would have been cursing the Indian team. Yeah, the, the, it respect, makes
1: sense. the respect is not lost. Because once the batting is over, people turn off the TV. Nobody Point. cares what the opposition <laughs> is batting. <laughs> okay. If I don't Point. watch, where is, where is the respect gone? Yeah. My respect is only there when Sachin is batting, Azar is batting. Okay, Leave it. I will even watch boring Rahul Ravid bat. Kohli is <laughs>
2: batting?
1: Yeah, Kohli. Now modern day Kohli batting. Pujara, what man? He's not even scoring boundaries. I'll complain. And then when those guys bat, we turn off the
3: TV. No, then there is no case of respect. No, no. Pujara, when he's batting, you'll complain that he's not scoring boundaries. When somebody else tries to score boundaries and gets out, they'll say, you should learn from Pujara. This,
2: yes, this Pujara not scoring boundaries, most appropriate comment for this podcast. 10th, 12th anniversary of
0: Dominica. <laughs> that Correct. We we were not doing podcasts at that time. Imagine if we did a podcast after that Dominica test, where this MS Dhoni, Tala for a reason, by the way, went and shook uh, hands and said, okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. We are going. We are not even going for the,
2: intent the target. Intent mongering was going on steroids <laughs> on Twitter
3: at that time. Sidrik, please do not start about Dominica or KD on the pod. This is not going to end. This is not going to end. Forget end
0: I wrote a blog post after that Dominica test. And then after that, I ended up meeting our dear friend Subhash. And Subhash went on a rampage, man. About uh, how, why, why should they have gone? Why can't they do what they want? Why can't it be a draw? And then in one Irish pub in New York, we are arguing like over this with uh, one more fellow over there. So yeah, uh, many things happened after Dominica of uh, 2011 one point about Mahesh's thing which I want to complete. it's. I think it's like a really important point that people often forget. Like in cricket, right? Like if you have like a, a dead rubber, often like the the talk about that, the words used around that is like only pride to play for. Like So that the aspect of respectability is like woven into the grammar of cricket. Like his hundred went in vain. Or, you know, only respect. Uh, West Indies need to regain the respect of their glory years, and also it's it's not it's not a coincidence that when players, when a team basically gets hammered, and when one player gets a century like uh, Sachin used to back then, or Azruddin did back at Lords, that it is remembered because it is very much a part of how people consume the game, the respectability bit. The I mean, I know I know you were trolling for large parts, but that is a large a huge part of the game.
3: No, no, I mean, that's how I grew up consuming the sport. I mean, I I can't deny the fact that I I derived immense sense of satisfaction from those rare guard actions, from those those innings
0: in vain. uh, But in hindsight, it looks silly, right? Of course it looks silly. Yeah. I mean, even though Tendulkar's 100th birth is like so fondly cherished and remembered, but if you look back at it, the team was getting hammered. I mean, so, and the bowling, and we didn't have the bowling to compete. So, that is, that was the thing. Yeah.
1: No, it was the obvious thing, no. Like, team was getting hammered day in, day out, all through the 90s and
0: in the first... No, no, but but uh, it wasn't that obvious that the team was getting hammered because of how poor the bowling was. Very often, people were saying that the batting was collapsing and so the team was getting hammered. Like, for instance, 81 All Out, our very own podcast, in that game... The batting is the only one that uh, was considered to be the failure, right? Like, But India did not, still did not have the bowling to compete even on that pitch against West Indies. I mean, if you take the two bowling attacks side by side, West Indies still had the better bowling attack for those conditions.
3: No, yes. so there was a time during the titanium generation of Indian batsmen from Sehwag to uh, Ganguly. Uh, there was even this theory that uh, because our bowling is weak, the batsmen have to make up for it. They have to score more. Give more buffer for the bat as if the opening, uh, the opposition is irrelevant, the opponent bowling attack is irrelevant, and it's not a contest between the two bowling attacks. As if, like, th- these are equal contests, and if you have a superior batting lineup, you can make up for
0: thin resources in bowling. But it's the same trap that people are falling into with basketball. No, they are thinking that this is a batting thing, they're thinking that in England, by scoring quickly and getting 400, uh, or f- 450 in a day, are then. Uh, you know, going far ahead of the others. But no, they're just giving their bowlers time and they have a really good bowling attack that's able to bowl Australia out, like a team like Australia out. I mean, they bowl them out, uh, you know, throughout the series. baseball is just branding.
3: In fact, I was thinking while I was watching the previous test, especially Mitchell Stark bowling, I'm like, if you if you get excited about the idea of basketball, this guy has been basketballing all his career. Mitchell Stark plays like there's only one way to play. He is like this high-risk approach to bowling, right? Uh, it's like Vakari in his like, style of bowling and the, th- those kind of bowlers are extremely rare, right? Even Malcolm Marshall and Pat Cummins are people who attack from a back of length. Mitchell Stark is the all-in bowler. I mean, if you appreciate basketball, you, you should, like Stark is your poster boy of basketball.
2: Steyn, man. Steyn went for three and a half in his life, in his test career. Yeah, Stain is also Stain was player. an extremely attacking bowler.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what you want. And if you appreciate basketball as the, the, the spirit or the idea of basketball of basically moving the game forward and accelerating the pace of resolving the stalemate, then these are the poster boys for that, right? And but not like, Actually,
2: You know, you guys, one, this whole thing about, you know, this preferential treatment for batting and this uh, treating bowling as second rate, this TV has perpetuated this, you know, because on TV... All the attention is at the batting end. You know what? Oh, this bowler is from one guy who's running away from you, which is back to you. You know who bowls the ball? it all happens so quickly. Like you know, even the replay, they never show like the bowler bowling the ball. They only show what happens at the batting end. Okay. So this is a this is a this is something that you know TV is done.
3: It's not just about the TV, no. Batting is just easier to observe. Like even if you take a non-cricket person and and put him on the hot seat for a day. Uh, that person will not be able to tell what is going right and what is going wrong with bowling. I mean, sure, they may be up, up, able to appreciate sheer peace or, or you know, like some really obvious craft. But beyond that, uh, you know, even for an outsider, it's easier to make judgments on batting, you know.
1: Also, Kartikeya, uh, don't... Your point may be valid about TV, but don't make that point because only in the previous podcast you were
2: <laughs> catching the, <laughs> you're, you're holding
1: the flag for TV. So... We are supposed yeah. to say TV is brilliant. We are I not know, supposed to say. <laughs>
2: the point is that even though all the attention is at the TV end, this, this whole thing that you know batsmen can make up for bowlers is like a misreading of what the batters are doing. Now
0: that's why you need to go to the ground. That's where you realize the value of bowling. Sorry, um, one point
3: I wanted to wow. make related to related to the transition that uh, that uh, Kiri was talking about, J- Jaiswal being a younger cricketer. You know, during the whole this whole transition thing, two of the people that uh, for for whom they made the transition early is Radhiman Zaha and uh, Ishan Sharma. I, I know Ishan Sharma has is been said that his his fitness is not up to scratch or whatever. I'm not sure, but I feel like is especially given the kind of uh, uh, six seven years preceding that uh, that he had. I f- I feel like it's a premature end to to what's been a great career. I'm not even sure if if it deserves to end the way it did. If, if we assume it's ended. And Saha was a very specific uh, sort of conscious choice to sort of drop him so that we focus on, I mean, one, you had Panth. And if Panth is there, you're not going to play Saha. But it just so happened that after they made the decision, Panth got injured. So my sense is that Saha could have been a, a pretty good replacement for Panth in his absence, both in ho- at home and in England. Uh, and with all due respect to Bharat. And now they seem to have moved on from Bharat. I feel, I, I feel quite sorry for Saha in this whole third sort of transition thing that, that, you know, he probably still in the peak of his career and, and he had to pay the price for it.
2: No, but Bharat is the India A keeper now. See, so he's like the, he's like next in line. They have lined him up, like basically. No, no, no the Next in
3: line is next, no. But, but the, no, no. it's not like, Kohli yeah, so is not he's, done, a, right? he's
2: understudied to, he's understudy to Pant, no, basically. Because that's how that's how they select all this. No, that's how they pick all these. Like this, uh, what's his name? They pick uh, Mukesh, Mukesh Kumar. No, yeah. Also, India A alum. You know, this is what the test team has been doing. And actually, one of the one of the really good sort of criticisms of the BCCI recently is that because of their scheduling commitments. and because of the extent to which even their a players are now sort of involved in like ipl and stuff they are not able to schedule a tours in in march and april you know so like the whole shadow tours business which was so useful like before india went to australia uh, like one month before or uh, six weeks before india a would play australia a in australia and then before, even west indies
0: last time yeah, yeah
2: like like, before South Africa come to India, South Africa A will come to India A, India A, and they will play a series in India. And so there's always, like, a if there is some kind of unfortunate injury or illness or something like that, and they need a switch in, like, short notice, they have the players lined up in the India A program. And, like, apparently, like, uh, our friend Siddharth Monga has uh, been studying this he says that like COVID has disrupted this a little bit and also the whole sort of the the what is it, the the thing about not having a national select chairman of selectors for a while, that has also affected like this whole the India A shadow tours thing. You know, that's a that's a that was a big help. You know, that was one of the things which made sure that, you know, when there are injuries, there's a replacement. You know, somebody is available to play who's like whom the, everything is not like completely unknown and new right? like they're, they're used to that pace they're used to that those conditions they're used to those those that that sort of level of game so to speak. You
0: know. yeah and it also brings brings me to a point that there was a time when we seem to be seeing a bit of a bifurcation with the uh, team right like a lot of uh like the uh, players who were playing who were not uh, playing other formats who are not playing even who are not playing IPL but uh, now all all 11 players I mean with Tishan Kishan debuting in this test all 11 players who played here pretty much have an IPL team they play I mean of course Rahane uh, uh, has uh, recently he has been playing with CSK I mean for so everyone's now playing like IPL, test cricket and also the scheduling is going to be that much harder uh, when you when you have, uh, you know, if you want a player like Kishan to play uh, India A, it's not going to be easy to get him because he's like playing all formats now.
2: And the other thing that they have a problem with right now is I think not only are they like trying to move a lot of the beginning to move a lot of the older players on uh, because they've all gotten old together, but I think, and I'm not sure about this, but I think Rahul Dravid may be the last India head coach to be an all-format head coach, like at least to start out as an all-format head coach. I think they're going to move to having separate squads, so mostly so that they can schedule uh, matches overla- in overlapping ways. You know, so when the Test team goes to West Indies, the T20 side will go somewhere else and stuff like that. They want to probably do that a lot more.
0: So, yeah, England happens, are already doing that, no? Yeah, England, England already, already have that. that different coaches, yeah.
2: Yeah, so they are, I think India are also trying, from what I've heard, India are going to try to, like, move in that direction now.
1: Man, that is useful if other teams also do it. But I don't think many teams in the world have that kind of a depth, man. I think in the end, we will only keep playing the challenger trophy.
0: India A versus India B versus India C. That's all that there will be because uh, no look other teams don't play that much test cricket okay so uh, if a, if an indian team is going to tour australia for a test series then an india t20 team going to west indies to play a t20 series is is good no for it's good for west indies it's also great for india because you have two teams playing in different places
3: but anyway eventually it's got to go into different formats i mean like eventually players will be asked to choose see what what's happening right now is that because the boards are committed to test cricket and they don't want to reduce the number of tests. They end up squeezing in the same number of tests as before, uh, in a much smaller calendar because uh, you know some of the calendar is blocked for these G20 leagues. And you end up like you know the number of overlapping test matches that we've seen in the last five six years is crazy. You know, like I mean, as we speak right now, Ashes is going on, india is going on, pakistan Jalaka is going to start. Um, so something has got to give, and it's entirely possible. See, my at least that's my view that eventually players will be forced to choose between different formats.
1: What eventually? Already they're doing it. No, not yet.
0: Not yet. Not yet. Like, Kishan Kishan is not, uh, doesn't have to choose, right? He can play. I mean, he can. he's a player who can probably be in all three uh, Indian teams uh, at some point. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we have gone through, almost gone through a whole podcast without talking much about Rohit Sharma or Virat Kohli. So, Mahesh... Please take the floor and tell us about the greatness of this Rohit Sharma innings. Where does it rank in the pantheon of Rohit Sharma 100?
1: Before that, I have to say one thing. I'll just say one thing and then that's it. Thank <laughs> you for listening to the 81 <laughs> hour podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> this is my cue to cut it here. Okay. After that, you can
3: talk whatever.
2: Go on. Also, my... Rohit Sharma, on, in any 9 times out of 10, Rohit Sharma would
3: have been out in the second hour. 9 times out of 10. Wow.
0: I mean so that, much, it's so much on, for KD. a guy you, who believes, you got to respect umpire's call. <laughs> yeah. I and also, you can say I that, that about anything, uh, man. Graham Gooch could have been out, uh, you know, when he was uh, on 20 against… Uh, no, you would have uh, said that if, if I'm a Graham Gooch, but, but no. He's just trolling me Kieran because Kieran I'm a… He should up. have had some gum in his gloves. Kiran More. And then BVS uh, Lakshman could have been out to Ricky Ponting and not made 281. Every… So many things you can say… No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait like Lakman <laughs> was out for Ricky pointing. So, why, where is the respect for the umpires?
3: So there
0: is respect. I'm not saying anything about the umpire. The, They're experts. Is
3: is. the umpire has made an expert judgment there. And the ball was like just nipping the bails. So, obviously, it was a marginal call. Yeah, that will go against him a lot. No, of no, no. It violates two of your fundamental principles. One, umpires are experts. Their judgment has to be respected. No, I didn't two. say the umpire made a mistake. No, no, two. Listen, if you're a good bowling attack, if you're a good bowler, good enough to get Rohit Sharma out once, you've got to keep creating chances. You can't say one dismissal, otherwise you'd have got him out. No. That's not how efficiency works. That is all true. All I said
2: is, see how upset you are about this one little fact that I talked about. (laughs) I thought <laughs>
3: no, of ten, he would have been out in the no. second over on the match. All I'm saying is, if
1: hey, not. KD, yes, then the next. this is the only opposition against which he can score hundreds regularly. Man, let him at least score against West Indies. Okay. Now I will say, he, arre, this guy, this Mahesh." I'll keep telling this. Once this Roy Sharma hit uh, two centuries against West Indies. To justify that those hundreds were great, this guy started saying <laughs> Shane Schillingford is the greatest off-spinner on this planet. Hey, no, no, no. Like, is a hey. very,
3: very, very fine off-spinner. I I rate him very, very highly. I mean, yeah. not because of Rohit. Rohit, I'm saying this. I, he was a fine spinner. It is a... GT was he just better than co- Warikan? I mean, much better. Like, in a different league, to be honest.
1: Dude, he's just okay. saying this because uh, Shane Schillingford played those two tests where that guy scored a hundred, man. If Rohit Sharma...
3: <laughs> Scored hundred
1: against, let's say, uh,
3: Don no. no Rohit Sharma did not score a hundred on that uh, in that match. India would have been all up 150 or something. I mean, he came in at 83 for five or something.
0: Okay, good. Let's this move This was that Sachin in farewell, right? Sachin yeah. farewell series, right? This yeah. was. Yes. Everybody
2: yeah. remembers Tendulkar 74. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on to Virat <laughs> Kohli
0: now. We've talked about Rohit Sharma. Yeah. No, I will gi- I will still give Mahesh like one line <laughs> that he can
3: mention. No, no, but uh, no, if there is, is
0: anything right. to say. If there is anything there's,
3: to say. There is nothing to say. Business as usual, right? Like I'm just used yeah. to these hundreds these days. <laughs> very, very weak, huh? But
2: hundred and out and all. No what, yeah, ha- no what happened? No, no hunger. No, no hunger. What happened hunger. Yeah, I to I agree. the whole like, you know, take fresh guard and all that? Nothing like. He's so that that's
0: why that's when he refused, He stopped being that, a Mumbai car.
2: He's chit-chatting with that wicket keeper.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then the uh, keeper asked him, "Why didn't you take off your helmet?" And he says, "I have a hair problem or something like that." So, as no, a, no, as a you, bald I'll, man, I'll, as a I'll bald man, why. I empathize with him. <laughs> no. Tell
1: him also, why. also as a senior, right? He got to his century and then he got out because he's guiding and he's shepherding the youngsters. He shepherded Sriswijay Jaiswal. He wanted to give Gil a chance to,
3: you know, cement his place. No. Gods yeah. have this tendency to shepherd people. So, I mean, no, you've got to man, give it to gods. Man,
2: the main talking point of this match we have not reached yet. You guys have Is all like Virat completely wasted this whole podcast. Virat Kohli against spin. Really senior player Virat Kohli, youngster batting 150+. Uh, Virat Kohli fails to guide him to his 200 how is this such
3: irresponsibility from a senior professional? No, 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 no. It's not irresponsibility, it's, a lie. it's incompetence. He hasn't scored 100 for a while. So, he would have forgotten how to score a double 100. He
0: scored 100 two tests ago, man. Dude, he scored please 186. Delete, please delete all this Kohli slander that is happening here, man. Please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, actually, there's some I saw. I won't name them or like, because I am not a, I am a nice guy, but two or three, like very, 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 very experienced cricket writers and stuff. They were like, Kohli fails to guide the youngster Hmm. and not, they're not just thinking it, they're like publishing it to Twitter and stuff. So
0: but what guide the youngster? Like he, If he gets out, what to do to guide the youngster, first of all?
2: Like he got out, apparently the theory
0: is that he got out because Kohli
2: was
3: not guiding him properly. This no, no, this is
0: okay, like, no, 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 no. If, that theory, valid, if that theory
3: is valid, given the current vein of form that Kohli is in, he should guide himself first.
2: But see, Rohit Sharma guided Jaiswal to
0: his 100, no? Jaiswal even said afterwards. No, I will blame Rohit's Jaiswal Rohit. for not guiding Kohli to his 100. What is this? Why can't Jaiswal, as a youngster, can't he take it upon himself to guide a senior player who has done so much? Yeah. yeah Kohli lifted Tendulkar on his shoulder. Exactly. For 15 can i do that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you seen that uh, Navjot Singh Situ speech where he got inspired by that 15-year-old Tendulkar? I <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs>
1: Jaisal yeah.
3: should have done that. Yeah.
1: He should have
3: gone to Kohli and said, yeah, no, 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 I will play He got inspired from Sachin. You know, it is Kohli's responsibility to get inspired. You know, Jaiswal cannot force himself to get inspired.
2: We have four listeners left and two of them <laughs> thinks we are serious.
0: So, okay. Uh, I actually, this is a great point because the podcast has basically gone off rails. I, it is better to take all these discussions to signal and messenger now uh thank you for joining the podcast whoever has left but you three first of all thank you for joining um this uh, we will you know review the second test and the series after the uh, game at uh, port of spain uh, which is anyway a strong
2: point for india you know india's favorite overseas ground for nearly yes. 45 50 years now
0: yeah, and for all you know it, they probably will end up with similar conditions and uh, could be a blowout but hopefully for uh, you know uh, I'm hoping that uh, West Indies can compete and that they're uh, they can put up a good show there 81 allout.com is our website 81 at 81 allout is our Twitter handle we are also in the book republishing space we have republished three books Gideon Hayes summer game is the latest. A History of Australian Cricket in the 50s and 60s. A terrific book. Please pick it up. I'll put all the links in the show notes. I'll also put a link to Cricket Beyond the Bazaar by Mike Coward and War Minus the Shooting by Mike Markese. Thank you for all of you who have been supporting us on Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com slash 81AllOut. Um, In case you want to, you know, you're somebody who wants to chip in to keep the podcast going, you can, you know, have a regular monthly subscription, or you can just put uh, amount of your choice. Anything is, you know, we are thankful for, and uh, thank you for your generosity. Uh, we will join you in about ten days' time for the next podcast. Thank you. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India. Have-